listening to the Money Making Marketing Podcast. We are your guides to making money with marketing. I'm Louis from The Mailman, and as ever, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Isaac from Volt Media and Jenny from Avon Marketing. This week, I've been thinking a lot about educational marketing and why it is essential to invest your time in creating educational content for your audience, as opposed to just trying to sell to them. week I was talking to someone um kind of about this and um we were talking I was talking to them about kind of um like content marketing and kind of what that is and then I was sort of saying um how important kind of educational content was sharing top tips um and, and things like that and they kind of afterwards they look a little bit puzzled and they said but how am I kind of meant to promote my business if I'm not kind of constantly promoting and talking about my services and products um, and I think that's it. I think kind of it's a maybe a slightly older way of thinking uh, where it's a, you need to be super salesy, you need to sell, 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 but that just doesn't work anymore, especially in kind of the day and age of like social media and things. Nobody really wants to be sold to anymore. Um, so that's where like content marketing can come in and like the educational content side of things. Yeah, I mean, um, the, there's that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which came out, I don't know how, it's, it's a really Brilliant. old book, it isn't it? It's the first business book um, I ever read that. I think it's like the 50s. Yeah, it's first for me as well. Um, like that, that book, it's really all about this. And to be honest, if anything, the stuff that is talked about in that book is just amplified and more so relevant today than it was back when it first came out. And it's all about trying to build rapport and a relationship and a connection with your customers before you try and sell to them. Like, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than me going onto a video and them just trying to sell to me or reading a blog post and them just trying to sell to me. It would turn me off straight away. I would leave that bit of content and get on with my day, most likely end up going to one of their competitors. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's, um, I think nowadays, um, like obviously I, I specialise in social media, a lot of people are on social media because they want to kind of be entertained or they want information. So actually when they, they will start to follow you and interact with you um, if they find your kind of content valuable. So if you're just talking about yourself in terms of these are the services we provide and blah, 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 like people get bored it's not a lot of the time if they're not quite in the market for buying at that point then they'll switch off from you and probably never come back to you whereas if you're just entertaining them maybe you're doing a really funny video or you're talking about like great tips and and stuff like that um you're going to add value they're probably going to keep following you because they find your content useful and then when they actually think ah i'm in the market for like oh i need someone to do my lumpy mail or uh, create awesome videos they'll think of you versus a competitor it's because it's building yeah, it's... relationships and trust isn't it it's, it's yeah. similar to like yeah. what we talked about last time with authenticity is building trust and so how, how do you make someone trust you well by being open and helping them helping them yeah. like uh, not asking for anything in return yeah yeah like, um, the, the educational part the the educational part really that's just like one small piece of the the pie really obviously you want to kind of inspire your audience, you want to entertain your audience, and then you want to educate your audience. And to be honest, I think the education part is one of the easiest things for a business to do. Because yeah. obviously, you know a lot about your industry, about what you do. Your customers don't. 
yeah. this is the perfect place for you to be able to start educating them, building that trust, showing your knowledge, showing your worth. So when they are ready to buy from you, they know you're worth your money. They know you know your stuff. Yeah, I, think the, I, think... I think the key thing is that like the key reason why there's a difference between now and in the past is that in the past 20 plus years ago, it's like they say we're now in the information age, but back 20 plus years ago, it was literally a case of whoever has the most money to invest in a billboard or a newspaper ad, whatever it was, is going to get the business because they're the only people the customer's going to know of. Whereas now, because anyone can go on Google and search SEO in leads, for example, and they'll find 20 businesses right there who do it. And that's probably just on the first page alone. It's, it's, it's so easy for someone to find their options. And yeah, the reason guess... you have to help them is so that you differentiate yourself from the other options. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess that's one thing. There's maybe more competition in terms of technically anybody could build their own websites, uh, create social media platforms and start selling products or whatnot. So I think that you, you that's it. You've got to differentiate yourself. So I think that's why actually showing like your personality and that's, I think sometimes people are a bit scared of that, hate that. So that's why if you do educational content, sometimes that's easier. But actually just showing kind of a bit of the behind the scenes stuff People love that, and that's why you'll you'll see kind of in the last, I don't know, five years or you know less, um, more sorry, like influencers have blown up and like micro influencers. So people love kind of to see the behind the scenes of people's lives and really get to know people, and that is the exact same for businesses. People love to see kind of what your team are up to or like how how the kind of office runs and like your day to day and. Well, once people are invested I mean, even in if that, you're just they like you. as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. That's it. Like, if, if, if you're just like a sole business owner, like you, you want to share re- really more so than like a bigger business. Like you really want to share your personality because that is one of the biggest differentiating factors between yourself and your competition. That is the ultimate like, thing, actually. If you think about it, yeah. in, whenever I ask people like what makes you different, I'd say 95% of people say, oh, it's just us, like, it's our personality, people like, people work with us because they like us. But no, what they yeah. forget is that they don't show that through the marketing, the same marketing, the same way as everyone else. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like, um, but one of the things this makes me think of is, you wouldn't turn up to a networking event and be like, hi, I'm Isaac, I make videos and I can do this for you, 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 this, for you. Uh, this is how much it'll cost. Are you so why buy? are you doing that in your marketing? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why do that in your marketing? Because you wouldn't do that in person. I and guess it's doing that. If anything, like COVID's accelerated this process even further. Like digital is such an important realm. This every business needs to be doing digital marketing in some form or another, and content marketing is one of the most powerful ways to do that. Mm. You need to be doing it effectively. You don't want to be shoving your sales into everyone's face. You want to build that rapport, build that connection, and you do that by educating inspiring and entertaining yeah i guess like you said like in the networking scenario um you just basically talking about yourself it's a one-way conversation isn't it and that's the same if you did that kind of in the digital realm if you do it on social media you're just talking about yourself it's a one-way conversation and people don't become invested in you Um, and i have had that like i'm sure you guys all of that networking where people just literally talk about themselves and you sort of start to glaze over a bit it's really bad and you can ask so many questions and after a while you think just kind of want to move on to the next these people i end up disliking like i Mm. i i get turned off by these people if i go to a networking event and someone's talking like that to me 
I won't speak to them. It's annoying, <laughs> isn't it? It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. But the key thing is, like, like we're saying now, people are so aware of their options. And realistically, let's say you're going to sell your house. Let's say you look at 10 different estate agents. Pretty much all of them are going to offer you offer to sell your house for as much as possible, as quickly Same as possible. basic services. Like, yeah. So why are you going to go with one person rather than the other? It's purely comes down to who you like the most, who you well, trust we, the most. We actually it's had that. We actually yeah. had that when we were buying our house. Um, there were certain estate agents. Like there was one guy we went into, and um, I, I don't know why. I don't know if he was trying to like impress us, but he was just talking about himself and his car and how I've done. And we it turned us <laughs> off the house. Nothing technically, he's got nothing to do with. But we were like, Christ, this guy. We thought, would you want to deal with him and his yeah. firm? It, it's, no. it's literally the same. It's the same yeah. though with like any sort of relationship. There's a there's a study. I can't remember exactly what it's from but it was the concept of um there were a group of people on a plane and i think like on one side of the aisle um the people were told to just ask questions and not like and not say anything really about themselves to the person who was sat next to them and then on the other side of the aisle the people were told to just talk about themselves and not ask questions then they like surveyed all the like the people who sat next to them as they came off the plane and they were all like oh these and the people who asked questions, they were all like, oh, they were such nice people, so friendly, so interesting, even though they don't know anything about that person. Yeah. But the person who talked about themselves, they're like, oh, what a boring person. I might have got that, <laughs> like, I didn't explain that very well. But yeah, you know I know what you're mean. saying that, yeah. But it's yeah, the same yeah. with any sort of conversation, isn't it? Like, say you meet anyone, if they just sit there talking about themselves, you think, you know, what a boring little... <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- this not... does bring up, though, the, the kind of thought of, well, if I'm if I'm talking about my business and what I do, then I am talking about myself. And yes, you are, but it's being coupled by the fact that you're providing value. Yeah. You're yeah. helping someone as opposed to just being like, oh, yes, I do this and I earn this much and I'm so great. And oh, look at me. You're actually trying to help them get better with their businesses, with their lives and yeah, and, and, and so on. And that's, it's the difference. It's not like necessarily like talking about your business. It's like, you, like guys that you said at one point, you're not saying how your granddad started this business and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But you're saying, like, if you want to learn about SEO or whatever it might be, um, these are, like, 14 things you need to know, for like, first of all, or whatever it might be. You're just educating people. But um, It's, it's that whole kind of, like, setting yourself up as an industry leader, you know, showing yeah. that you know, you know your stuff. So wh- why would you say educational content is useful? Like specifically if, educational providing information. So one of the things that people love is learning new things. It's the reason why we have supercomputers. It's the reason why we've managed to go to space. You know, humans inherently are obsessed with discovering things. And education is the biggest part of that. We can't discover new things without trying to expand our mind and, and learn these new things, you know. Um, and th- that's why it's so important because it's it's such a vital part of that human experience so it taps into people's psychology and starts building those relationships because if you can help someone have that light bulb moment and make that thing click for them then they're going to have instantly a much higher level of respect for you a much higher level of trust for you and you become an authority in their mind yeah i guess it's that build trust you become an authority they see you as like an industry leader 
Uh, and then also, you know, a lot of the time, like if it was me, for example, if somebody is in the market, I, I know I need to do social media. Um, so a lot of the time they might do their own research. Say, all right, I need to be on Facebook and I need to be posting X, Y. And they hopefully come to your platform, learn a little bit of what they need. But a lot of the time people will try and learn certain things from you. And then a lot of the time they'll go, yeah, this is a bit harder than I thought. Um, well, mm. Jenny Jenny knew what she was talking about. Why don't I just get in touch with her um, and see if she can actually just do it for me? So I think it's that yeah. too. It, it, but a lot of people might be able to pick up stuff you're saying, do it themselves, and, yeah, that's not a potential customer at that point. But other people, they'll say, oh, I need to do this. Everything they're saying is, is making sense. It's just I still don't have everything to actually put what they're saying together. So why don't I just go to them directly? So I think that people think... Uh, giving away free information well you're losing out on massive sales and you're wasting time and money but actually it's one of the best ways i've found to actually get people in and get new leads and the thing is as well that the people that take your content and then don't buy from you they weren't going to buy from you anyway yeah very true. like this is something people need to get out of their brains yes everybody is a potential customer but not everybody is actually going to spend their money and like, I'm, you, I'm, you need to you need to have that mindset shift so you're not thinking oh i'm losing customers because i've shown them how to write a blog post no the people that weren't like are gonna actually go out and write the blog post themselves great you're helping them when they have less time they might become a customer of yours anyway as well yeah you, yeah. you need to think about all of these things like it's stop thinking short term and start thinking long term because yeah you're laying those seeds and that groundwork and fleshing out that relationship. So at, at some point you've got a strong relationship with them and that's only wanting to happen with the people that will spend their cash. Yeah. I mean, what uh, have you guys, what type of kind of like personal or educational content have you guys like posted on social media or shared with people that has like massively worked for you? Like, have you got any examples? Yeah. I think the thing that's worked best for me is either day, um, a course literally teaching people exactly how to do what I do um literally step by step and from that course people can completely go and do it themselves it tells everyone enough everything I need to know um and I have it on my LinkedIn I'll occasionally still do a post of it. I need to do more to be fair I promote it with Facebook ads and I constantly just get people signing up to the course um and I get loads of good feedback saying that it's a really useful course at the end of it I offer people to have a free consultation to go over the course, see if I can help them in any other ways, if they have any questions still. Um, and I also give them some other ways in which other things they could do to grow the business, if I was them, basically. But that worked really well. And, and like you say, it's literally just giving people edge of information and, they, and then they think, oh shit, like, this is a lot to this. do. Yeah. This is a lot to do, or I don't have a time to do this. Or okay. Louis knows what he's doing. Why don't I get him yeah. to do it for me? Yeah, I guess that's a good way of building, like, your... Um... You know, like a lot of people do courses like that and then take personal information from people and you can build kind of like a, an email list or something. Or then you could maybe do a campaign like recommend a friend and, you know, you can yeah. build that network, can't you? Um, yeah, definitely. And it's got me I, through to some really, really good people. Yeah, well, and that's like, it. Yeah. yeah. I've done So uh, for me, it's, it's very similar to Louis. Um, I've got a free course that people can go onto my website all they need to do, enter their email address, and they get access to it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's worked really well for me. Um, so far, it's been running since maybe it's a couple of months now. I haven't done a huge amount of promotion around it, but it's got me 103 new leads. That's really good. Which yeah. is Great. fantastic, you yeah. know. 
Um, that's that's one course it, I spent uh, maybe a day total planning, shooting, editing, and then getting a course released. Um, and I still haven't done promotion around it. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned in the last episode, um, one of the things that I really need to actually focus on is running paid ads. And that's kind of what the course was for. Um, it's a place to send people to from those paid ads. Yeah. And, and um, the, thing, the thing is about these sorts of courses and people still might be hesitant thinking like, how can you just tell everyone like exactly what you do? Because I'm just going to do it themselves. But one, even if that happens, you're still helping them. Two, like we've already said, they're likely to just think, oh, well, I can't do this myself and start working with you. Or even if they do do it themselves, so they might tell someone else about the strategy they're doing and they might say, oh, I don't have time to do that. Then they'll say, oh, well, I heard about this from Louis or from Isaac or whatever it might be. Or as well, get in touch with, them. With, the, with those courses, I find, let's say you put a free one on, tell them a lot of information and say, I'm going to do like a two-parter. This is part one. Get great information. If you want to find out the next bit, you have to pay. I personally yeah. like you like free trials or getting a taster because I'd, I'd hate to sign up for something online. Like, oh, I'll spend £100 on my course. You do it and say, oh, this is just a waste of time and money. So actually doing like a taster, getting them in, getting them used to how you... Uh, like talk and your style can actually get them maybe you could do paid stuff or yeah they become, become a potential client yeah um, well something i'm looking at doing based after, as a result of doing this course is implementing a paid version um which is like basically more in depth and actually gives loads of examples of actual yeah. campaigns they could do um because it's completely leveraged it's it's yeah. like isaac Isaac's okay louis um, i need to stop you there okay Hang up on the call, leave the podcast, and go start it. Because honestly, it's one of the the smartest decisions any business can be making right now is to offer courses. Yeah. Because people are going to pay you to teach them stuff and then get to the end of it. And a good percentage of those people will be like, okay, you know what? I still don't know if I've got the time to do this or the skills to do this. I want to work with this person. So you're getting paid to market to people at the end of the day it's with crazy, it. Isn't it? it. It's it's brilliant. Courses are a fantastic tool, and every business has the ability to offer a course in in yeah. some sort. We have a we have a thing. So I I came across this ad um, about copywriting we were doing, and copywriting like specifically for Facebook ads, um, and it was a it was like such a brilliantly written ad. So I like signed up to get to the free thing and just gave my email address. And all their emails were so well written. I was like, you know, these guys like know what they're talking about. And then they offered me um, like an upgraded subscription, for, which was like $37, I think. And I was like, yeah, I'll do this. And it was really valuable. But that $37, they know that will literally pay for their marketing spend to get me as a lead. Yeah. So they're like, they're literally marketing to people, getting loads of people into their funnel for free effectively because they're just mm. getting their money yeah. back and then I I... anyone who signs up after that is pure there's no there's no acquisition there's, um, there's a a company that um I, I follow called studio sherpas and they're all about guiding filmmakers towards creating their video businesses mm -hmm. it, it's one of those resources that's just been so vital for me from when i started kind of coming up with the idea of wanting to do a video business to launching the business and then to trying to grow the business um what they do is they've got a podcast which is completely free and that kind of gets you into it gets to learn their style then they have a free course that you can sign up to and on that free course when you sign up there's an option to upgrade and you get like um uh, kind of a premium sort of service with it um, and that's 
not that much money. But the whole idea of this is guiding you through to what their main product is, which is mm. a, a kind of course and I guess in a sense like a mentorship thing. I haven't got that far. I, I haven't I haven't ended up doing that. I don't think I will end up doing that. But I have got gone through those stages, learned lots of stuff, and then I have paid for that upgraded kind of tier on that free course. Yeah. Um so it, it does work, even if it's just to a small extent. Well, and if you, got... you know what, if if I was speaking to someone who said that they wanted to start a video business, the first thing top of mind to recommend to them would be yeah. Studio Sherpas. Yeah. And that's that's I think that's the power of it. Even if people don't end up buying from you, um, you've in built terms enough of like trust products, and relationship yeah. you've, like, you become advocates and tell everyone else about, you, about them. Exactly. But I guess and, well, and like, that's, that's word of mouth marketing, isn't it? You know, mm. it's the most powerful form of marketing. Yeah. And your content marketing is a way to keep adding fuel to that fire. With those um, like courses, um, like with that, let's say they had like a thousand people, then half of those did a little upgrade, then only, I don't know, like a hundred, then went to the next level and paid like the full whack. That's still, I think it, it's that yeah. whole long game, isn't it? And it's, it's about trying to get, I guess it's that whole, we go back to that sales funnel. You start with a lot of people, a huge audience, and it gets narrowed down <laughs> to a handful of actually kind of paying customers. So but I think I the only thing I'd say about anything in terms of like tips or if you're going to do courses or get people to sign up to like, I don't know, free PDF downloads. The thing I dislike most is when you watch like a four minute video and they're like, we're going to be talking about this and this and they, they gear you up and then they actually never tell you yeah. the bit you need to know and they like hold off. To me, that's a bit clickbaity and i've done it where i've gone to like well, networking it, does, things. it has the opposite effect to me doesn't it yeah it actually, like, it, yeah it, it drives you, you away it makes you not trust them it makes yeah me, and i've, me already, I've been that's it and i've been to like kind of um like networking style things and you can tell they're trying to get you to either sign up or i don't know bec- mm. do like a business plan and i feel like they sort of you feel really inspired but then actually when you take a step back and think you're like i feel like i've actually never they're gonna they're gonna tell you the secret of marketing and doing a business plan you think oh brilliant you go and you're like yeah you've you've you're just selling but you're not telling me the next step it's, and i find that very it's like frustrating dangling a carrot in front of a horse but it's not actually a carrot it's a turd <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like that's a that's that's how I describe that type of marketing. It's <laughs> I, I hate it. Um, like, actually provide value, or you're gonna drive me away. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's um... it's that simple. Don't tell me about what value you could provide me. Yeah. Because that's just hearsay at that point. Yeah. Show me the like... proof. Show me the evidence. And the only way you can do that is by actually providing value. I yeah. think that that's should it. be the little snippet we use to promote this. <laughs> <laughs> turds. Yeah. Turd carrots. <laughs> Don't have turd marketing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um but yeah, I feel um going back to kind of what works, that whole I found any kind of content where I show my face do videos or even I was a bit like, Oh, I need to kinda of show like behind the scenesy stuff but for me it's just me in the office that's so like what can I really talk about? Um, I like uh post sometimes like about my cats and stuff. So it's stuff like I did a video of one of them like falling to sleep falling asleep and then it's like is your marketing putting people to sleep so stuff like that people get to know a bit more about me my life but it's still technically professional so it's trying to think of like clever ways to bring your personality into things but i always like to try twist it back to business 
And there's a way to do that. But yeah, I think it's really important to like we, we talked about this in previous episodes, aren't we? Like be authentic, show your personality, and like add yeah. value to people. That's that's people are gonna keep coming back and back, um, and then potentially buy from you. Like content marketing is the perfect tool for being able to show off your personality, because you just write it or film it or record it based on your perspective. Yeah. And you share your perspective in it. And by sharing your perspective, you're instantly starting to share your personality. And I guess there's like tools like, um, I don't know, Facebook Live or like some of the stories now, basically on every platform, they're kind of designed to be very like DIY and kind of um, off the cuff. And people like those like human moments. Um, So actually, if, if you're, um, reading from a script or you're a bit robotic it doesn't have the same effect as mm. you just naturally talking and so, um, you feel more relaxed when you're having that like conversational talk with people and then people mm. like that too so that there's a, a, a filmmaker and photographer called Peter McKinnon um, and he's pretty big on YouTube and Instagram and a lot of the social platforms and um, just this week he, he did a video on YouTube talking about um shorts so like your tiktok style videos and your instagram reels and youtube shorts and these these shorter 60 second videos i thought you meant shorts Um, as in like swimming shorts i was like (laughs) all right that's a different one no no like 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 short short videos um and he's been doing some experimenting with um high production quality and no production quality um and he's found tiktok the low production, like no production quality works best. That real kind of raw, authentic um, style of video. But with YouTube and Instagram, the higher production quality comes through. Yeah. Uh, and he was kind of thinking it, it might be down to the demographics on those platforms. Because TikTok is still quite inherently younger people. It's uh, like people born after after the 2000s. What, what was it called that? Z- generation gen z no uh it, yeah gen z isn't it yeah gen z we millennials yeah. and then, um, I don't know. so like the, these people um tend to be using tiktok and are engaging more with that but on instagram and like youtube it's more millennials that tend to use those platforms um with exceptions um i think with youtube it's, it's probably more of an outlier because people just expect better production quality on youtube but yeah that's just what we've come to expect on that platform that's it that, um, like with Insta- but it's, it's just interesting like yeah changing your message to different platforms like you're still doing the same content but just delivering it in a slightly yeah. different way because i think platforms and like Inst- you're educating platforms like instagram like it's known like i sometimes refer to like p- certain people you'll see them and you're like oh they're a very instagrammy couple so I feel like platforms like that, it's, it's all about being perfect and that perfect shot and video and da da da. So yeah, I think you're right. Platforms like that, it has to be, it has to be really good quality content. Um, I guess it's that you need to create a lot of it, but it has to be really high quality. That's yeah. Sometimes I find yeah, that's, true. that's what people miss out on is um, they create lots and lots of content, which is great, and it all sort of has a meaning, but the videos just aren't up to scratch and. They, I've like with reels, that's like a newer feature yeah, like to your, Instagram. Your footage is a bit blurry or your yeah. audio sounds like you're recording it from within your toilet bowl. Yeah. And... and that's it. Like with um... in, like with reels being introduced, um, it's a re- they're really good for getting found on Instagram. Uh they're a really great tool. But I've landed on certain reels and uh they're just crappy quality, so you instantly swipe past it. They could have lots to say yeah. and add lots of value, but because it hasn't I mean, um... got that Instagrammable thing, you you've gone 
the, the head of Instagram the other day uh, actually came out and said that Instagram is no longer a photo sharing platform. Uh, it's it's a video platform video and it's through the reels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's which, just to compete with like, it. It kind of stirred up a lot of a lot yeah. of fuss within the, the Instagram community because obviously there's a lot of photographers that use that platform professionally and they're now feeling like, oh, we're going to we're going to be getting pushed away from it and and so on. Um, but it's is like a thing that's kind of happening you know people are really starting to more and more engage with video whether it's these short videos or longer form videos on youtube it's becoming a much more powerful tool yeah it just and, shows and the people power love it. of it yeah and like even stuff like as well that like short form of content or stuff like as i mentioned like stories um a lot of the time you just do quick kind of a few second videos or you know it's quick images and things like that and they're very like gorilla style photos or videos but it's that it's really quick content that disappears and it's a case of you might put five stories up and it's meant to be kind of different to content you post on your feed and that's maybe more behind the scenes stuff the more informal stuff but it shows like people are desperate for more and more content and especially video so like all that with instagram obviously i read up on that and um a lot of it, I think a lot of platforms are, are trying to prioritize video because they're trying mm. to compete with platforms like TikTok, which are blowing up. And like, obviously, YouTube's one of like the biggest, or is it the biggest, um, you know, platform? Um, uh, uh, yeah, YouTube's the bigger search engine. Uh, it's bigger than Google itself. Is it bigger than Google? I always thought it was yeah. still second Crazy to Google. Yeah. Nah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it keeps having a bit of a fight with Google. Oh, right, okay. Sometimes it, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Mm. Um, but again, it's owned by Google anyway. So yeah. Google, full stop, yeah. is the, the biggest search, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy. Like, uh, I've said before in here, like, if you rank well on YouTube, you rank well on Google. If you rank well on Google, you rank well on YouTube. They're both harmonious with each other. You want to be getting content out onto your website, onto your YouTube channel, because you're then getting in front of the biggest search audience where people are actually actively looking for answers to questions that you know. And mm. you can actually provide that value to them. It's such a missed opportunity if people aren't creating blogs or videos or content and getting out there and educating people. I well, literally now, when you search for something on Google, YouTube videos answering that topic are some yeah. of the first things that come up. Yeah, it like prioritizes yeah, them, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. um, I think a big thing just with content marketing, that whole thing about being a bit more authentic, showing your personality, adding value, like. I think try not to take yourself like too seriously and this is probably a big thing yeah. like probably a lot with videos i've done it where um I, I re-record after kind of every mistake and things and you just think this is actually people like those like human moments so don't be kind of scared to like show that behind the scenes stuff because that is what people love and it's becoming like more and more popular and like we said the whole trying to sell in that traditional sense it's kind of dying a death and it it just won't yeah. be as effective. Um, an analogy as... someone an analogy someone told me was imagine in real life every time you like slipped up because everyone does slip up in conversation, you like pause and just like sorry, just hang on. Can we start again? Can we start again? Yeah. And then you just started <laughs> it's again. Not a thing, is it? It'd be so weird. I mean, Louis, you were guilty of this during your intro. Yeah. yeah I know, I know. Yeah. I do it all the time because it's it's a habit. You want yeah. you want to come across perfectly, don't you? But the thing is, nobody is perfect. Yeah, I know. Everybody makes mistakes, yeah. and if you do slip up on a little thing you're saying, who cares? Correct yourself and move on. But and like, 
Which crazy, that's that's I think a, is a key part of that authenticity. But with this podcast, a lot of the time intros we roughly have a plan and they're kind of somewhat scripted. But doesn't it show having a bit of a scripted thing? You're more likely to slip up than you just like yeah. having these <laughs> conversational, yeah, conversations. Like the, you know what I mean? It's um you kind of flow more when you're just chatting, and I really like that when you can tell someone's just chatting to you versus them kind of especially with videos you can see their eyes like scanning and you can tell they're clearly reading something and some people don't some people this is this is my biggest pet peeve especially with my video like subscription service um on the lowest tier because on the lowest tier i don't film the videos for them they film it and then they send it to me to edit and publish the amount of people that clearly have a piece of paper tied up above the camera and their eyes are just scanning and reading that it's like Look into the lens. Yeah. Pretend I'd... you're looking at someone and having a conversation with them. Yes, you can glance away occasionally because that is natural. That's how people you speak. You don't just stare at people. People just... don't speak yeah. by reading yeah. a script. It's more. I think it's more yeah. how you read. Like some some people can still read kind of like a script and still it be natural, but a lot of people can't. I did come across a really yeah. cool like app though, and I think it was for like your iPhone where. Uh, basically, it's like a teleprompter. So you type in your script, and then you can still video yourself. And it'll like talk, and you can pick your speed and stuff. And like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's um, oh, what's it called? The parrot or something. You can oh. do it with your phone, which I actually would recommend if you're doing videos yourself. Don't don't get one of the big iPad prompters. Get the little phone ones because your eyes are going to be moving around less in a closer proximity to yeah, the camera. If, that's it, if you're it... in a professional environment, the camera's probably going to be further back on a longer lens and not as wide because it's it looks better that way. So going with the bigger prompters makes more sense. Um, yeah, just a quick little tip. If anyone's looking for it, go go with the smaller prompters. Yeah. But yeah, but even, but even when I use like the prompt, I just did a few practice runs just to see what it's like and whether it worked. But you could still see my eyes kind of reading. So yeah. I think I think if you, you can... Learn, you need to learn to read like Tim Ferriss. Tim <laughs> Ferriss has his course on how to read like, I think it's 10 pages of a book in a minute. And it's basically right. like this this technique where you imagine you're looking at a you're looking at a book, you basically yeah. start by looking like four words in and you only go to like four words out because your peripheral vision can still see the words outside. Oh, right, right, right. And it's about like using your finger to scan because we all know if you look around like this, your eyes jump. Yeah. Whereas if you follow your finger it's smoother and quicker. I don't think that would work for me. Yeah. <laughs> um I find it hard enough reading as it is because of dyslexia. So <laughs> trying to speed read is going to be a okay. bit of a nightmare. Yeah, I usually have to like reread some about five or six times until it actually makes sense in English. But I guess I guess that shows like everybody's different has different styles yeah. and st- stuff like that. A teleprompter, some people feel really comfortable like reading a script, and that's fine. But it needs to be as natural as possible. Other people, if they do it, they just look like robots. So and it really like removes any personality or like emotion yeah. from what they're saying. So I think it's finding your style, but just don't be afraid to like put yourself in front of camera. Or if you don't want to be. I often say to clients, like, have you got like a key team member or can you show more of your team? Or like, have you got an office dog or, you know, something like that to show well, something. Get the dog to speak. <laughs> yeah, get it mouth to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... d- didn't you know that's um, Jenny Sidehustle? She's created yeah. a bit of technology <laughs> that enables dogs to <laughs> speak sure. English. It's, it's I... fantastic. On a bit She'll of have to demonstrate it next time she sees you. On a side note though, have you seen them videos where people lay their mats down and they've got like 
loads of buttons and they clearly train the dogs so when it's hungry Crazy, they'll click it? the button that says hungry or like yeah. pet me or stroke me and I've been very cool so clever isn't it it's I tried bit, to it's a bit odd I think personally but I tried to do really one odd. for yeah. the cats and they've just got the fuck you button because the cats are just <laughs> aren't they really but anyway <laughs> Uh, but no, I think it's some people are really uncomfortable being in front of camera or doing pictures of themselves. And I think there's there's like other ways you can show personality and stuff without having to do that or like build up to it. I think, but just do it. You you need to do it. I think. So I guess to kind of like summarize things, some of the key points that we've talked about are when you're um, investing your time in creating marketing content. The key thing is to try and provide as much value and education, I guess, as possible, and not giving, not not holding things back, trying to give away as much as you can. Potentially even look into offering like a paid course as an upgrade that's going to cover your time and your money that you've invested in your marketing. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to give us some feedback, or if you have a question you'd like us to answer, just send us an email. You can find our email in the description of this episode. Also, make sure to follow us on social media so that you never miss an episode. We are MMM Guides on most social networks. Again, we will have the links for these in the episode description. So, we are Louis, Isaac and Jenny, your guides to making money with marketing.